0: To another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And well, it's been another week. No new movies. No full-time employment. But we have we have we have had some fun this week. I uh, I bartended my first private event uh, at my side gig for the first time in like five months. And um, I don't know what it is that makes people yell directly into a plexiglass barrier. (laughs) Um,
1: Sound still travels around it. I can still hear you.
0: Yeah, no, like they yell directly into it instead of the little hole and when you've got a loud ass sound set up from the DJ it makes things far worse. And then of course people have masks on Mm -hmm. until they don't because alcohol just inhibits everything. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, Uh, Yeah, so I got to deal with that Saturday night instead of being at the theater. But then Sunday, I got to work at the theater and bartend, and I got to see two of your favorite people. Oh, Lord. Yeah, the the Sunday hags, as I'm now calling them, uh, the ones that you dealt with last week? Yep. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so they came in, no masks, asked for masks, gave them masks. The one lady put hers on, and that was the end of it with her. The other one put hers on and instead of covering her mouth and nose brought it right up under her nose.
1: As, as he kept, people unfortunately do, which is stupid.
0: Yes, dick nose is what I think we're, we're starting to call it because it just pokes out. You know? Um, so yeah, so the entire time that she's there, she's fidgeting with the mask and won't get it up over her nose. And like at one point she did yep. finally get it over her nose and I'm sitting there going, do I like Hey. Do I break out the, the the streamers and and just have a hoopla because she finally you figured did out? And,
1: it! And she,
0: she finally pulled it down again, and I went no.
1: No, put I'm it back. Dealing,
0: and then as I'm dealing with her, she talks to me, and she pulls it down again to talk to me, and I'm going, "You're leave you're, the mask over your face. You're defeating the purpose of the mask. Uh, not trying to rant about the mask, but." Side story. So so I tell you those two things about these two people because they stuck around. Now, when you dealt with them, they were bitching about the free tickets that we've been giving out, correct? Yes. Because one of them has gotten one every weekend and the other one hasn't. Okay. So this time they both got the free ticket. Okay, cool. Well, so our boss is dealing with them and the one lady, the very vocal lady is what I'm going to call her. Vocal lady orders her ticket to whichever uh, I want to say it was inside out was one of the Disney movies we had this week. So that's, that's what she got tickets to. Anyway, she orders her ticket. Our boss rings up the full price ticket. Cause we have the full price ticket and then we have our rewards program ticket, which if you're a member of that, you, you save a couple bucks. So plugs it in. Well, he's almost done and she starts asking why is it not pulling up the, the rewards program price so when we get these free tickets we charge the full price so that way we get more money from whatever studio is or company is paying for that free ticket pretty basic right yeah so
1: anyway it's not like they're paying for it anyway so
0: yeah so what does it matter so but no she keeps insisting and asking why we're not charging you know the the backstage not the backstage but the, the the rewards program price Uh, and so our boss finally gets fed up with her and he goes, I'll give you the, the the price, whatever. Restarts the entire transaction over just to hold her up. And I'm sitting there going, you King Petty. I like you. Like that is, that was just great. Uh, so yeah, so that happened with those two. And I'm just like, Don't worry about why we're charging the full price. You're not paying for it. You're
1: getting a free ticket no matter how we bring it up. So why does it matter to you?
0: Exactly. Uh, So, yeah. So that happened with those two. After them, I had, or no, before them, actually, I had a family come in. uh, And this one's funny. Uh, So they came in and they bought, uh, They basically, they were doing a double feature. They went to go see, I think, Ghostbusters and then Bloodshot. Cool. They paid for the tickets. They had a half hour gap between movies. Great. Well, when they came in, uh, the woman and her daughter were wearing masks. The boyfriend or husband, whatever it was, was not. Instead, he has an armful of blanket that he is fidgeting around with and like trying to use to cover up his face. To which... Me and the other, other kid working both say, hey, we've got masks here that would probably make it yeah. easier for you. Knowing damn good and well you're smuggling shit in.
1: Like, we, we're not dumb.
0: Yeah, no, we, we've seen this. Like We know what you're doing. Right. Well, anyway, so, so he takes his mask and he puts it on and they go to their first movie. Whatever they didn't buy anything. I'm already a little annoyed about that, knowing knowing that they. I can't prove it, and I'm not going to sit there and demand that they unravel the blanket, although I probably could have. Anyway, they went to Ghostbusters. They come out of Ghostbusters, and Mama and Child are carrying Burger King cups. Okay, let's 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 just go from here. I don't care if you're bringing in the outside food and drink. I really don't. Like, I'm going to tell you if I catch you with it, you need to toss it and that be done with it.
1: But if we suspect it, we're not going to cause a scene. We're going to let it go because it's yeah, not worth it. Yeah, exactly.
0: However, she's not, Mama Bear is not wearing her mask. So, okay, so I've already got an inlet to say something. She wanders over to one of our, our pop towers to, uh, to refill it, and that's where I go, okay, now I have <laughs> to say something because unless you're filling that bad boy up with water, which if you're doing that, I don't care. I really don't. Like, I'll let you bring in a personal cup to fill up with water. Which
1: yes, to anyone questioning, we can tell from clear across the lobby whether you are filling it up with water or not. Yes. Because water is on the main screen. Yeah. To get to anything else, you have to select a a choice, which then brings up a different screen. Yes. So is your cup filling on the main screen or is your cup filling with your drink of choice displayed clearly across the screen. And very, is, very obvious.
0: And that is what exactly what happened with the Burger King bitch, as I have now titled her. Uh, I look over as we have a group of people in at the register with the other employee. I'm back barring for him. And I look over, and he also spotted it. And he was like, what the hell is she doing? And I go, I'll be right back, because you're still dealing with the seats. I'll be right back wander over there and I can clearly see she has gone from the main menu over to like her beverage of choice and is filling up her Burger King cup without paying us. Yep. And I'm going, okay, I'm not going to lie. As like a kid, I've been, you know, we've all done sneaky shit like that. Like, Oh, can I get a water cup and then fill it up with pop and be done? You know, sneak out the back.
1: At, in your I fo- once had to stop someone who literally walked in the front door. It was a weekday during school. There is absolutely zero people in the lobby and I see someone walk in the front door and walk straight to the Pepsi machine with their their cup and start filling it with pop. And I was like, excuse me, you can't do that. You need to dump that out and you need to leave. And I was like, what? Oh, I thought it was okay. You thought it was okay to just walk in off the street, get some pop and walk out? In what world?
0: So, so here's where this story goes So I wander over to the bar side She's finishing up Filling up her Pepsi and her Burger King cup Which is a Coke program By the way So it just made me chuckle uh, Anyway, hands her boyfriend the drink Still no mask on And I go, ma'am, ma'am uh, And just got her attention She goes, yeah, and I go, two things She goes, okay I go, first off, you need a mask in the lobby And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry Put her mask on, you know I'm like, okay. Second thing. We don't allow outside food and drink, and we definitely don't allow you to fill up an outside cup without paying for a beverage. And she goes, What? And I go, yeah, we don't allow outside food and drink. And she goes, Well, that's ridiculous. I've never heard that. I'm like, yeah, well, we've enforced it for years. Okay. And just now if we've been basically outside
1: food or drink, we literally have stickers on every door, every front door. You cannot well, you can say, Oh, I didn't read it. Yeah. We have Notice, there's yeah. stickers on every single front door that say no outside food or drink. Right.
0: But before I'd even said anything about the Burger King cup, all I said was, you know, the Burger King cups has got to right. go. Before I said that, her boyfriend is trying to
1: tuck the cup under the blanket that they've been smuggling shit in. i obviously already seen it. Stop trying to hide it and throw it away. Right. You, so you
0: obviously know you can't do that.
1: Yep. And you've been caught. And now
0: you're trying to get pissed off at me because you got caught. Like, no, not how this works. So they poured out their drink, threw away their cups. And I said, if you want to buy a beverage, you can, but that's the only way you're getting anything from the Pepsi tower, period. (laughs) So she goes to the bathroom and then she storms off with her family down to the end of the, the other end of the concession stand and looks at the menu. And then they grab like a box of junior mints and a nerd's rope and come pay for it. And then they go to their second movie. Well, the other kid I'm working with, he went and cleaned that show afterwards, comes back to me and our boss, and he goes, yeah, those people abs- absolutely trashed their little area. Uh, apparently, they brought in, like, canned wine or the wine spritzers. I didn't get a clarification on that, but they brought in outside alcohol, which yeah. also a big no-no. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was, it was comical. So that was what I got to deal with. So did you have anything that you got to deal with this past weekend?
1: No, actually. I mean, there was people that came in with their masks, not covering their nose, which I'm like, really? Right. But I think we, we had one guy that came in. Um, like, I think him and his daughter, he, she had a mask on. He didn't. And um, we were same kid. We were working with the same kid. Says something to him about, you know, I need you to wear a mask. And he goes, Oh well, I have a, a medical exemption and I talked to the county and they said that I just had to tell you but but if you want me to put on a mask if it makes you more comfortable I will and I I was just standing down at the bar and I was like w- what <laughs> like you're just okay and so I think he kind of also is like I don't know how to react to that and so the guy proceeds to pull his t-shirt up and hold it over his nose not only for the entire transaction but they go over to fill their drinks. He comes over and asks me a question. He goes back while they, like, fix up their popcorn. The entire time, he's holding his T-shirt over his nose. And I'm like, okay, I give you credit. Like, you're actually complying, technically. Technically. But, like, we, we have masks for you. But he he ended up telling us that apparently something about he can't breathe out of his nose. So he has to be careful about about kind of his airway that he can pass out easily okay makes sense sure and i guess that kind of makes sense that he would prefer holding a t-shirt to a mask because at least there's still space yeah maybe it makes him feel more comfortable but i was just like okay i give you credit dude and the fact that he like before we barely even said anything was like but if you prefer me to i'll put on like that makes me believe you more so than the the people that are just like i have medical exemption yeah i have medical exemption I'm medical exemption. Like, do you? Do you, or do you just want to start a fight because you are trying to make this political?
0: Right. Yeah. So, all right. So we got another thing to talk about. So this is the other thing we did. So, and this is actually, uh, I think this is actually going to be helpful for the people that want to get out and see something new. Um, So earlier this week, uh, a Facebook ad had popped up on, on my my feed. Uh, for a screening for an upcoming sci-fi action adventure. Now, we, we've we signed NDAs, so we cannot talk about yeah. the movie itself. But I think we can talk about the process. And if not, well, then, uh, sorry, we'll take this episode down. But uh, anyway, so I signed us up for it, uh, Yumi and Crystal. And so we all went. Oddly enough, it was at a theater. Which we have
1: worked them. advanced screenings, but yeah. not like this. Right. Like, I was expecting just what we're used to. Yeah. But this was another level.
0: So I've, wor- or I've gone to, uh, let's see, the last, like, advanced screening um, where the movie wasn't completed yet and still had a few months before its release that I went to was Arthur back in, I want to say, 2013. So there was a little, little bit of visual effects work and uncompleted stuff in there, but not much. This one, uh, again, being a, uh, a sci-fi action adventure, had quite a bit. Which I didn't think was terribly noticeable until it was, you know. For
1: yeah.
0: Um
1: at first I was like, Yeah, this it's a little bit you can tell it just needs yeah. to a cookie, and it's fine. And then you got further into it, you're like, Oh. Ah, okay I see there now. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So anyway, so uh the this webpage I'll I'll just go ahead and tell everybody. It's uh, it's called Before the Premiere is the one that was advertising this one. There's other ones that are like GoFobo, uh, and I wanna say Oh, there's one other one that i've I've applied for anyway uh, the point is if you go find those those uh, test screening ads in your area, you can see something new for free as long as you get there in time and you reserve your spot in time yeah. um, and so this one was different because they they'd actually done three show times for it and spaced it out uh, so they
1: were they, you could tell they were trying to comply with um all social distancing rules and whatnot, which is probably why they had as many shows as they did, because right. you know they were doing the same they were following basically the, what we 've been doing with seating is that there's at least two seats in between each group. Yes, so that means about half the auditorium isn't full
0: right so but this time was different because we got there, and like it's not unusual for me to look at uh, you know when you get the confirmation, it tells you no purses, no bags, no phones, all that. Cool. Yeah. We can leave all that in in the uh, in the car. However, what is highly unusual is having an actual security checkpoint complete with a metal detector that you walk through, just like at the airport. That's different.
1: Yeah. Like we first got there and they handed us a sheet of papers, like fill this out. And I was like, wait, what?
0: That was the NDA.
1: Yeah. And there was an, there was an NDA, which I was like, okay. i don't think I've ever seen, you know, all the advanced screenings we've worked. Granted, they're not usually this advanced. It's usually like a month or so before when it's completed. Right. But I was like, there's an NDA, and there's also basically a, like, health liability that was on the other side mm-hmm. that was, like, agreeing to comply with all their rules, and you couldn't hold them liable if you caught COVID or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, that part makes sense. But I was like, I don't remember ever seeing anyone sign an NDA. Like, that's that's kind of intense.
0: yeah when we did Arthur years ago we had to sign an MDA when I did Skyfall the year before that that I had won tickets to and it was a press screening and so it was like right before the movie came out so there was no need for yeah. it it was reviews were going to be coming out anyway
1: so yeah we got to the auditorium to go in and yeah they had a full on metal detector yeah and we're like checking bags and like uh, if you had your phone on you like it was a whole process yeah. Jeez.
0: <laughs> and I actually had to go through it twice because I got in, dropped my stuff off, and then came back out to get you another drink and get my food, and use the bathroom. And like when I came back, they go, "Yeah, you got to go through the metal detector again." I go, "Bless it." Okay. Which, fine.
1: which I left to go to the bathroom and came back in, and they didn't even look up at me, and I just walked right on in. So.
0: Shush. You and your right. white privilege. My Mexican ass gets carded for everything. Anyway. So, uh, but yeah, the funny thing about this was that the theater that we went to is actually in our chain because we're one of the few that's mm-hmm. open right now. So the entire week, you and I were trying to guess what it was going to be. I can yeah. tell you right now, it's not Tenant. It's not anything that's coming up right away or supposed to uh, be.
1: Coming. In fact, I, I, I remember once I found out what it was, I was like, I don't think I've even heard of this. Right. So like it's that far out.
0: Yeah, so we we talked to our boss, who is roommates with another manager at another location, who was also going, and we all we all know the manager's up at this location that we went to. So they didn't even know where we were going. They didn't.
1: That, even do this. that floored me. Yeah, that like, was surprising. Every single time I've worked in advanced screening, we know what it is. Right. And they send us they send us the stuff we set it all up, so we know what it is. Yeah, like I've, I've seen them send security guards out like I what did I say the heat. We did one for the heat like it's maybe six weeks before it came out mm-hmm. and they sent a security guard to stand in the booth. To make sure that no one watched it from the booth or recorded it from the booth and then she also watched. She had to watch us delete it out of the system.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. That's that's the strongest security I'd ever seen.
0: All right. So and in, in, uh, what what day did we go up to our work? Wednesday was when we were trying to figure this out.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I was doing... Yeah. I
0: was
1: doing uh, <laughs> I've been there three days this week. I don't know.
0: That's fair. Um, just so, so yeah, so we were trying to figure out what it was, but we come to find out that uh, the manager at the location that we're going to be watching this thing at doesn't know what it is. And not only that, that the studio in charge was wanting to bring in their own projector. Their that corrects me up. Which... Is impossible in this building because they don't have, like, an elevator to go upstairs. They have ladders to each of their little projection areas. It's not like our booth at our location where... But even
1: still, like, we have an elevator, but it's such a process. Yeah. To get, like, because I don't... I'll have to find... Let me find... I know I have one. I have a picture of one of our projectors, and I'll find it, and I'll post it on our Twitter. Right. These aren't, like... Whatever you're imagining when you think of if you're not in the business whatever you're imagining when you think of projectors it's way bigger than you think it yeah. is like this isn't like some little home you know home movie system no. projector these things are huge and so the and to get these in and out like i remember i i'm old enough to have worked through the digital transition yeah i remember the process of getting all the digital projectors and it was such an intense process to not only get the new projectors in but to get the old projectors out and it's not just you slap it in there like you have to level it you have to get it at the right angle like you have to it's it's, it's a whole process yeah and even still before we we started up our first digital projector like we didn't have it scheduled to start until seven o'clock and we weren't sure we weren't 100 sure we were going to get it up in time like that show actually started late because they were still tweaking a few things like and this this company wanted to just bring in another projector for this right this one show and then haul it back out like that would shut down that pro- that theater for literally days probably the day before and the day after trying to get everything resorted yeah <laughs> well, no i'm not surprised they were just like not happening nah bro use <laughs> our stuff yeah yeah we no. promise we'll delete it <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's no way that logistically it would have worked there. I I don't even think it would work logistically at our location. Agreed. Because since we have a couple of projectors that are actually set up on platforms to reach the windows that they need to get to. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't, like, no, no, no. And they would have definitely wanted to use our biggest auditorium for this. So...
1: Yeah, and I yeah. know
0: there's no way that sucker would move. So they're pretty were...
1: sure the auditorium we were in is their biggest auditorium. Yes, I believe. Yeah. Uh,
0: so. so yeah, so so we finally found out what the movie was on Thursday morning. I found out from my boss, who was like, "Yeah, they they finally finally broke him and figured out what it is." Okay, cool. No idea what it is. Like probably
1: when it. when the studio's tech showed up to start adjusting yeah. it is when somebody yeah. found out what it was.
0: Right. So, uh, so we got there.
1: Oh, about two, two hours, I think, before showtime.
0: Yeah, because we had to be there by five thirty, so we were there at four thirty, and the movie was at six thirty. So, yeah, so we got there about two hours before showtime. Uh, hopped in line, and like they came out offering like gift cards to people to go see something else, if you know, because they were already over full. So that's that's why yeah, I was, you need to get there. There was, there was one,
1: there was one show before us, and one show after us, I believe. Yeah, and the show before us was full because they always they want to make sure that they get as many people in to see these so anytime if right. there's any sort of advanced screening be there early because they're going to give out more passes than what they can fit because exactly. they want to be 100 percent sure that auditorium will be full as best as they can control it right so yeah so we were like well we're early but you know hop in line get checked in and then we'll go do whatever yeah so yeah they were coming through they're like all right well if you have confirmation for the five o'clock it's full, so you can either – we'll push you to the next one, or here you can have a $15 gift card to come back.
0: Yeah, or go see That's something right. else while you're here. Yeah. So Yeah. Which I'm sitting so there going, we're good.
1: I think there was two people behind us in line that were there for the 5 o'clock, and one was like, yeah, we'll take the gift card, and another was like, well, we drove all the way here from, like – I think they said they were, like, 45 minutes, hour away. Yeah. And they were like, so, yeah, we'll go to the 630.
0: Right so yeah you're already there might as well stick it out so yeah uh, but yeah that's that is a good way if you want to see a new movie one without paying for it, and two right now with everything going on uh yeah. to see something that you have you don't have at home for sure um it also it's it's also good for the studios because then they can get feedback on the movie uh and then make adjustments where they need to now we've bitched a lot about like studio interference and all that and then doing test screenings and the test screening saying, Well, we want a happier ending, and then that happy ending that they come up with sucks ass. Yeah. Um, but there is good that comes from it. So, um, you know, it's beneficial to everybody. It also helps out the movie theaters because, again, you got a free movie ticket, you're more likely to go buy concessions, which actually helps yeah. the theaters stay open, you know. But uh, you might know this better than I do. When it comes to these advanced screenings, do we, we get paid by the studios to do those, correct?
1: I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like we do to some extent. I think, we,
0: I think we would just because they're taking up auditorium space that we could be making money off of. So Yeah, I don't, yeah. I,
1: I don't know logistics on that. I'd have to ask someone higher up okay. than me, but I, yeah. I would imagine we probably get some sort of compensation.
0: Right. So Plus,
1: they love them because, again, we don't have to pay movie rental fees, Right. but all these people are buying food. So they're all getting, you know, popcorn, candy, drinks, like, doing like we did and going and sitting in the bar and having a drink before going in. Like, we're yeah. making almost pure profit off of these shows. Right. Because we're not paying rental fees, but yeah. we're getting all the, all the profits, the concessions, which is yeah. where theaters make most of their money anyway.
0: Exactly. Like I said, it's mutually beneficial to both sides. Yeah. Um, although, funny side story to all this, we were sitting at the bar, had a couple drinks, all good, and then we're getting ready to go to the movie, and we hear somebody tell a uh, somebody that's going to the same screening, you can't take in alcoholic beverages. To which I'm sitting there going, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? I just, I just ordered like a glass of wine for Crystal and a friggin' old fashioned for myself, and you were going to get an Irish coffee. Yeah. And I'm like, if you haven't made it yet, stop it right there, because if I can't get these in, we're not gonna be able to get that one in.
1: Yeah, like we, it's not like we were drunk. We each had one yeah. drink sitting at the bar. And then we were going to get one more drink to take in with us and drink throughout the movie.
0: But bless the two bartenders that were working last night because they both came out and said, let me get you a to-go cup and see if you can get it in that way. If you can't, then I'm sorry. We tried. Yeah. It, but,
1: and mine you know. was an Irish coffee. So it was in a coffee mug anyway.
0: Right. And I, I didn't think about that when I immediately canceled yours. Yeah. It was just let and me like get- I
1: told, and like I told you that last night, I didn't think of it either until we'd already walked away, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do this, too. Maybe not, well, like, on the menu, but right. we've and been that's... known to, to sell people coffee and spike it for them. Yeah. And it comes in, you know, just a coffee, the same as you would get what? if you ordered a coffee. Well, and it's no different than us.
0: Like, I've had people that say, hey, can you just pour me a shot that I can pour into my 22 my ounce Pepsi? I'm like, yeah, we can do that. You or know, those that
1: are there yeah. with their children for a birthday party and, like, look, but I don't want to walk into my, this birthday party with a beer and have these other parents charging me. Can I, can I get a beer in one of your like logo cups? So they don't know what I got, which yeah. we have done. Yes. Which so, we get it. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Not that if I was a parent, I wouldn't give two shits. I definitely am yeah. an instigator and say, yeah, I'm having a beer while watching my kid. They'll be fine. The big one watches the little one. It's okay. I say that from growing up and being the big one watching the two little ones. So,
1: <laughs> And that was the little one being watched by the three big ones. So. Also true. So, yeah.
0: So that's uh, so that's what we did last night. Like so I, We can't talk about the movie at all. I'm not even going to tell you whether or not we liked it. Uh, but it is a good way for you to see something new. Maybe, uh, maybe
1: one day after the movie's been released.
0: Yes. So, you know, uh, COVID willing at this point. So... <laughs> It might uh, be
1: like two years from now, right? But... Uh,
0: but yeah, when when that movie comes out, we will talk about it at length, and we will we will definitely bring back up this yes. uh, this section. Uh, but yeah, we
1: we we all already agreed. We we got to go see it when it's done. Yes, a to see the special effects done, and I'm really curious if anything changes.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there were a few things I wanted to see change, but again, we're not going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about we we talked about how we've hosted advanced screenings before ours have always been you know a couple weeks out the movie's already completed it's yeah
1: thinking about comparing this to my experience with advanced screenings we we've done I think this was a true like test screening for the audience yeah ours I think are more of us kind of striking a deal with studios hey hey can we have like a slightly advanced screening for our loyalty customers so that you know you know maybe get you a little bit because usually I have seen people from our advanced screenings kind of hanging out in the lobby and catching people afterwards like hey can I just get a quick opinion yeah so I think ours was more of a hey if you let us do this so we can bring you know we can get people in you can send someone to get opinions so you can kind of get an idea yeah right before it comes out Versus this was like a true, like, okay, we need a test screening to see if we need to tweak anything. Right. Like nothing, by the time we get our advanced screenings that we usually do, it's too late. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. They're just purely trying to get an idea of how popular, like Mm -hmm. how how many people want to come see it and if they like it or not.
0: Yeah, it was funny, like one of the questions that, that was asked on the on the paper, and I'm probably breaking the NDA now, but it's so minor, and it's not giving any any details to the movie that, again, if they catch us and say, hey, you can't talk about that, I'll immediately tear this episode down and, and rip it out of there, but one of the questions that they asked on there was, uh, you know, would you recommend seeing this on the big screen, and they had like four options, and of course, I chose one of the options that was like, yeah, see it in theaters." Um, and like they, they asked like the question then had a second part that was like, why do you feel this way about, you know, this movie? What I wanted to write was because my job fucking depends on it. But, but what I actually <laughs> wrote was big event movies like this. Cause let's be honest. It, it, it is a big event. Yeah. movie. Um, it does say upcoming action. Or at event, least
1: they, uh, they intend for it to be.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the descriptor on the movie was upcoming sci-fi action-adventure blockbuster, to which I go, movies like this need to be seen on a big screen for the experience.
1: Which I said something similar to. Yeah,
0: so... Um, yeah, even though, even though, like I said, the, the real answer is
1: because I want work, I need these movies come out. Because I need everyone to come to the theaters so I can keep my job.
0: Yeah, which we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. So... Um, uh, but anyway, you ready to move on to some movie news? Yep. Okay. Uh... Before let, we get ourselves in trouble. Yeah, right. So, California's shutting down movie theaters again.
1: California's shutting everything down again.
0: Yeah, back, well, and I focus on the movie theaters because I'm going, fuck, we're not seeing Tenant next month. They still have it listed for August 12th, but I guarantee by the time we get done at recording this episode... It'll have pushed its release
1: date again. Uh, <laughs> That's how it seems to go. So it does. Um, so
0: yeah, uh, they they have had a recent spike, and it's it's like the wave has gotten worse than the first go round. They're okay. not the only ones. Texas, Florida, Arizona. You can see all this in the news. But because California is shutting down movie theaters, bars, restaurants, all that, but especially the movie theaters, we're not going to get new product. Um, they're not going to release anything until the two biggest markets in the country, New York and L.A., are ready. Open. Tenet's especially odd because that's the movie that would probably do well over in China. Like they, they have Warner Brothers actually talked about releasing that movie internationally first. Christopher Nolan does not want to do that because he wants it to be one. It's solidarity with U.S. movie theaters. Yeah. He wants he wants the movie to go global all at once, which is fine. I'm totally okay with that. Um, The other reason being China, the theaters there, a good majority of them aren't even open yet either. So it doesn't behoove them to go like the European market is okay. It's not great. South American market, it's not going to make you a whole lot of money. The two biggest consumers of film products, United States, China. And that's why, that's why this is a huge deal with California, shutting, shutting everything down. It sucks. It's where we're currently at. And, it, it, again, it ties into the message that we're going to have at the end of the show. Um, Trisha, did you want I to feel add? like
1: Disney is kind of – they're watching Tenet because I think they don't want to be first with Mulan, but they want to be early. Right. They, so to first. they want they, they they seem to really want to be that week after tenant they yeah. want to make tenant the guinea pig and then they go from there right so because every time tenant moves mulan moves within days after that yeah so if tenant moves i i just got a flat out guarantee that mulan's gonna move too exactly disney does not want to be first no um no Wait. one wants to be first. Like Christopher Nolan is like the only one willing to be first. Yeah, and, and
0: here was something I read that I found was interesting. And, I and yes, why.
1: I say Christopher Nolan and not WB. Right. Let's, let's be real. This is Christopher Nolan's choice.
0: Yes. Uh, so speaking of Chris Nolan, there was something interesting I read about that uh, with him wanting to be first. Apparently, the, the tenant the film, in order to break even, just to break even, at this point in time, it has to clear 800 million dollars globally. Wow, which is unheard of. Um, so that means that means 400 million dollars for the film's budget, which I don't think is quite right. that's why I feel like that number is a little high and then another 400 million for the for the advertising which at this point could keep going up because they keep reprinting.
1: Uh, advertising materials keep redoing the ads to reflect the the new date changes. Well, well, you noticed that when we got new tenant posters, they just said coming to theaters.
0: Right. So they made they've just party. given up putting
1: dates on it. Yeah. altogether.
0: Together. Right. Which could honestly become the new normal for for movies going forward. Yeah. Um, even though people want those release dates, that way they know when to expect them. Yeah. But yeah. So, eight hundred million. Chris Nolan has done that three times. Had a movie clear. 800 million three times two of the Batman movies was like dark knight dark
1: knight rises and inception
0: yep yep so i'm not saying that Tenet can't or Tenet can't do it because it can it's just we need it like if it wants to do it china has to be open first we have to be open next yeah. it's that simple uh, but like i said i thought the number was kind of high because even even with all the logistics and the cast and all that I don't see that the the actual production budget clearing more than 250. Like I said, I think I think that number is going to be more like we need to clear five to six hundred million, which is still a high number to break even.
1: Which I would just like to impress this again to any of our listeners that are among the group that likes to go, just release it on streaming already.
0: Yeah, Warner Brothers. Ain't they doing- need
1: 800 million dollars to break even. Yeah, if they just dump it on screen on uh, streaming, mm-hmm. they're going to be losing more money than you can imagine. Right, they're not going to do it.
0: Yeah, that's why. That's why Disney with Artemis Fowl it actually made more sense to drop that on Disney Plus. Granted, you're still at 125 million dollars on a movie that was not good, but you didn't spend the advertising budget that you had on there. You didn't, you know, do this, that, and the other. 125 million. That's a drop in the ocean for Disney anyway, especially when they knew they had Hamilton coming out in a few weeks, and, even, and like even with that, they were not prepared for the numbers that they drew on that. So that more than made up for its budget and probably part of Artemis Fowls. So, yeah. uh, and there's still new subscribers to Disney Plus every single day because of Hamilton. So, yeah. you know, they'll be fine. Whereas Time Warner, HBO Max. They already dropped Scooby-Doo on there, uh, which, again, not going to be near the budget that Tenet's going to be, but they can, they can sit there and justify it. Plus, Scooby or Scoob also had a, uh, the VOD run as well where you could pay for it in advance, and now it's actually available on, or will be soon available on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. So, so you can get the movie multiple different ways. You're not going to be able to do that with Tenet. And again, it goes yeah. back to what I was saying earlier, Tenet is one of those movies that's going—you're going to want to see on a big screen, as much yeah. as you might want to see it now. You're going to want to see it first time on the big screen at the very least.
1: Yeah, it makes much more business sense for them to wait and drop it in theaters when when they can reopen, right? Than to lose, like wait and make sure you make your money versus just accepting defeat and losing, you know, eight hundred million dollars. Like yeah. dropping it on streaming just because you're impatient to watch it, it makes no sense.
0: No, so no. Unless they, unless they can guarantee that they're going to drive their HBO Max numbers through the roof, but even then, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. But that's what's happening with California, and that's how that's affecting us here in the Midwest. Uh speaking of Disney Plus, you know, I got two bits of news for them. Uh... We talked a few episodes ago about Disney Plus' weird-ass censorship rules, um, specifically how they, they added weird, funky-looking hair extensions to Daryl Hannah mm-hmm. on her hair to cover her butt in Splash.
1: They made Manuel Miranda censor some F-bombs in uh, Hamilton.
0: That I, I kind of understand because they're going for a PG-13 rating and, and the Disney banner. Like, they didn't want it on Hulu. They wanted it on Disney Plus. A couple F-bombs I can deal with. The the weird butt censorship I thought was just... Again, I get it. It's just, could you have done a better job? Apparently Hugh Jackman's ass is fine to look at because they just put Days of Future Past up this past week on there, and we're not covering his butt.
1: Which I can't decide if that's sexism or if that's them hearing all the complaints about... The bad cover-up on Daryl Hannah and was like, okay, fine. Here,
0: right.
1: have a bare butt.
0: Like, don't get me wrong. Hugh Jackman's got a great ass. Like, when you when you work out like ten times a day to play Wolverine, you're gonna have a butt for days. I sure. get it. Daryl Hannah also had a butt for days, and we covered it up. So I don't understand why we're doing one and not the other. But I'm with you. It's either it's either sexism or it's okay. We heard you. It's stupid. We'll leave it alone. Like, you know, I'm sitting there going, whatever. I've got the movie, so it doesn't really matter. If I want to see bare ass, I can see bare ass. But
1: Um, speaking of trying to cover, trying to censor nudity in movies. Yeah, we've watched The Faculty. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite kind of horror sci-fi movies. Yep. Have you ever watched The Faculty on TV? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The scene where she's walking through the locker room totally naked, Uh they have to censor. It's TV. So there's just, it's very, you know, it's a dark locker room. It's shadowy, but the shadows are seriously extended over convenient body parts. Always cracks me up.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I always, when it comes to censoring movies on TV, I always look for how they change certain lines. Uh, my, my all-time favorite is still, still, and you haven't watched it yet, and you're going to, The Big Lebowski. There's a moment in the movie where John Goodman is beating the ever-loving shit out of a car to get yeah. revenge on somebody. And he yells out, you know, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. And he's just beating the shit out of this car. On TV, it's, it's this is what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps. makes no damn sense but it's still funny as hell anyway yeah so that's that's where i'm like you know i'd almost rather the faculty
1: has oh uh zeke has one zeke is that his name why did i just i don't know either way josh hartnett's character in that movie yeah um has a line where he drops an f-bomb and they change it to like freaking or whatever like
0: yeah is it, is it uh he's tweaking, man, let him freaking tweak?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tweaking, man, let him freaking tweak. Like,
0: <laughs> like that's really? not the line. Uh, really? I, it's especially funny with literally almost any Samuel L. Jackson movie uh, where he gets to I mean, yeah, the it's true. So, uh, always good stuff. But yeah, it's just, it's funny to see what we will censor in this country or like, like I said, with Disney and Hamilton, it makes sense. You want that PG-13 rating. Because they, they do, when they still uh, produce the original content for their streaming services, them Netflix, most of them will still send it off to the MPAA to get that rating. Because yeah. it's honestly, it's a little easier than saying, okay, we've got, you know, this is what we think it is. You know, if I say this is PG, you're going to say, okay, it's a PG movie. It should be fine for my kids. Whereas if I go... Yeah, okay, suitable for certain ages. Well, what does that mean? Like, yeah. people people like the comfort of the, the yeah MP- the, mm-hmm.
1: the MPAA ratings yeah. are widely enough known that everyone just ex- yeah. accepts them and goes. Uh, to them.
0: Not to mention uh, with Hamilton too, it was going to be released in theaters anyway, yeah. Uh, and now it's not, but you know that's that's that was part of the reason. So I get it. Like, plus the family brand, he was
1: allowed one half of an F one.
0: Yeah. But made sure
1: they got all the sexual
0: innuendo in. Like, that was good, you know. So, talking about having sex over four corsets, I'm like, Hercules Mulligan, you filthy boy. Uh, so, speaking of Disney+, Plus, we have one other story. This just came out today before we started recording. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been delayed. It was supposed to premiere in August. It will not premiere in August. We do not have a release date for that series. That's right. Um, Apparently, they, they were, several weeks of shoots to do.
1: Yeah. Well, they lost probably a couple weeks due to the earthquake in Puerto Rico. Because mm-hmm. then they had to re, you know, stop and, and retool that. Yeah. But then they were in Prague when everything COVID started. And so they had to shut down production. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember Sebastian Stan posting on Twitter talking about how sad he was leave Prague, and um you know but they were headed home for safety and you know whatnot and they'd be back and blah 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 and as far as i know they still haven't resumed filming
0: yeah
1: probably partly due to the fact that europe has decided that americans are not allowed in europe right now
0: right to which my question so, is now were they already over there when when shutdowns happened or you know how is that working out for them uh, So
1: the fact that you know we're now you know a couple weeks away from august and as far as i know they still haven't resumed shooting right we're not going to get it until they they have a date yeah so they know when they can resume and then they'll probably set a date
0: exactly so uh i think this is actually the first casualty or not no Well, not like the first full full casualty well no it is the first full casualty because like walking dead and supernatural got delayed on like their finales But not an entire season or series. Yeah,
1: and both of them have already said they're going to air the remainder of their seasons in the fall. Like, they've already set dates. Right. I think this is the first time we've gotten something that they're like, yeah, it's delayed, and we don't know how long.
0: Right. So, fortunately, The Mandalorian is still due in October, and they...
1: They finished filming.
0: They finished filming, and apparently they they did setups for their special effects teams to work from home. So, we should be... Yeah. um you know yeah it it sucks but it's you're now starting to see the effects that this is having on the entertainment industry as well i know we're all tired of talking about COVID 19 i i know i am uh but it keeps affecting what you and i do for a job yeah. uh, well, honestly, you notice
1: usually now is about the time we get fall premiere dates for shows, and you notice yeah. those aren't coming, because usually they start filming about now. Yeah. You notice they aren't. Yeah. Uh, so, fall TV might not happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, which which is going to be...
1: Except for anything that they've already filmed. Right. Of time.
0: Right. Which which, which is probably not compound much. Compound the fact that we don't have any sports right now, either. Like, we're looking at the real possibility of no, no football... No college football, no pro football. Uh, baseball may get on track at the end of this month. We'll see. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. Depending you know, on how
1: many more players are announced to have tested positive for yeah. for COVID.
0: Yeah, it's just you know, unfortunately, this is life now. Like yeah. this is what we're stuck with. I hate talking about it. Like I do. Like I'm sick and tired of having this discussion. I'm sick and tired of having the the now political arguments over whether or not to wear a mask, but this is, this is where we're at. Um, you know, honestly, between, between us and our listeners, like, I don't know how much longer you and I can keep doing this show. Just us working a couple days a week and, uh, you know, a little bit of movie news here and there. Um, you know, we're, we're trying, we're trying, but, uh, this, this is going to be the test of whether or not shows like us could actually last Uh, going forward too we'll find a way worst case scenario we'll just start bitching about whatever we feel like so (laughs) so it is what it is it sucks and it sucks that it's happening to Falcon and Winter Soldier that was actually the the show I was probably most looking forward to from the MCU Um, yeah uh, well well because we're not getting we're not getting Doctor Strange 2 until maybe 2022 at this point. So I'm like, that's the one I was really looking forward to, but it's not a TV show. So, yeah. um and WandaVision, I don't know where we're at on that. I feel like they did finish filming it, but we'll I,
1: see. I know we've seen kind of previews for it. So yeah. it leads me to believe that they were further along than Falcon and Winter Soldier. So we may right. still get that.
0: Right, and if they had the same setup that the Mandalorian did, then we could still see that series.
1: In, we've gotten really so nothing it. from Falcon and Winter Soldier. We really have A few kind of paparazzi set photos and Mm -hmm. them talking a little bit about it. And that's about it. We don't have any sort of official footage or pictures or anything, you know, Marvel proof. As far as I know, unless I've completely missed something.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. So hold on a second. So we had one more piece of movie news to talk about. And this is, this is something I'm a little more interested in than you probably will be, but that's because I played the video game. The Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg is finally going into production after seven director changes. Uh, you know, we, you and I have bitched about how plagued uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier has been or uh, even the Batman uh, that's now coming from Matt Reeves instead of Ben mm-hmm. Affleck. I ain't none of these things gone through seven damn directors, uh, which is just absurd. But what I'm trying to find is who, who the directors are that were attached beforehand. Currently, right now, it's Ruben Fleischer, uh, who did the Zombieland movies, Venom, um, all that. So, let's see, hold on here. Uh, da, 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 da. sorry. David O. Russell was first attached to write and direct. Um, and then, who was the other one? I want to say Joe Carnahan was another one. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I can't imagine continuing on with a project that you can't get anybody to helm. Like, you think at
1: some point you'd be like, okay, this is a sign, let's just stop, shelve this.
0: Right uh yeah and i'm i'm one of those that i'm going oh here we go dan trachtenberg was another one he was the most recent before uh uh ruben fleischer oh and then travis knight who did bumblebee dan trachtenberg did 10 cloverfield lane and that was in the past year that was two in one year three in one year uh sean levy was another one who went on to do free guy with ryan reynolds instead like i said all these other troubled productions go to one or two different writers and directors. Mm -hmm. This has gone through seven and it's unheard of. Like to me, I would be sitting there going, okay, you know what? I think I'm good with just, just the franchise on, on the the PS4.
1: (gasps) Well, like I said, shelve it. Maybe in a few years we'll try again.
0: Yeah. Uh, I understand wanting to get it done as soon as possible though, because you want to kind of jump on the, the popularity of your franchise um At the same time, uh, I haven't seen very many video game movies over the years be nearly as good or captivating as their video game counterparts. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog and Detective Pikachu are probably like the lone exceptions for actually being good video yeah. game adaptations. Um, the other one I enjoyed was Assassin's Creed. Not that it's a great movie, but it was fun. Yeah, um, and, and it captured to me. It captured the elements of the video games.
1: Never played the enough. game, but the movie was fun. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, and then, like
1: I've I've also worked um, World of Warcraft. Yep. And Prince of Persia.
0: <laughs> yep. I didn't know
1: a ton about Prince of Persia, but Ansel played Prince of Persia, so I at least knew a little bit, and I'd yeah. seen bits of it that they played. And so I knew enough to be like, "This, no, no." Yeah.
0: I I watched it and went, well, it's it's okay. I think I would have just preferred. Maybe at
1: some point we just accept that movies based on video games are not a great
0: idea. Yeah, I I I would agree, but there are certain ones that can be done, and if done with the right people, it it can happen. There's a couple of like, I think there's a live action like Halo. Uh, short film that came out a few years ago that's actually really, really good and gave me an idea as to what the potential of a Halo movie could be. Um, Others that would be good for like an animated movie, like they're doing a Super Mario Brothers animated movie from Illumination. And I'm going, great, that is the place where that should be. But if you did a live action version of it, you should definitely not get Dennis Hopper or Bob Hoskins or John Leguizamo to, oh wait, no, hold on, shit. I love that movie, and I don't care who knows it. Like, it, I know it's bad, but it is is—it is so bad it's good. So, uh, yeah, there's there's merit to adapting it to, to a film. It's just you have to have the right story and the right vision for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's key. That's why I thought Detective Pikachu worked really well. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog was a lot of fun, and captured some of those elements while making it its own thing and i think that's important too like if you're going to do it you need to not like you can incorporate things from the video games but it doesn't have to be a straight adaptation of the video game beat for beat so and that's why i feel like sonic the hedgehog succeed who succeeded so yeah but with this i'm sitting there going well maybe we should just Leave the Indiana Jones adventures for Indiana Jones or National Treasure or Tomb Raider. Like, we've done a Tomb Raider movie twice now, three times now, and it's, I think the most recent one was okay. I didn't see it. I had no idea.
1: I didn't see it, but I know I didn't do well.
0: Yeah, so, anyway. All right, so off the movie news and on to a recent discussion that you and I have had. So, we follow Scott Weinberg on Twitter. And Scott Weinberg, so there's been this whole like meme kind of going around that's the the real movie villain versus the actual movie villain. And it kind of started off with like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel in 500 Days of Summer, which I still haven't seen. But I know enough to know that, yeah, he's not a good guy in that. Um, but this one got prompted and it was uh, Jeannie Bueller against her brother Ferris. Yeah.
1: It's a movie villain, Jeannie Bueller, which I never really viewed her as a villain anyway. I didn't either. And it said actual, actual villain, Ferris Bueller. Now the discussion on Ferris Bueller's character has gone on for, you know, the 30 some odd years that the movie's been out. Get right. it? I say 30 odd as if it wasn't released the year as I Wonder exactly how long it has been out. But, but, uh, but like, I get it, Ferris Bueller, I mean people have gone so far as to call him like a psychopath and I'm like I can see why you say that I'm going to disagree with you but I will also be the first one to tell you he's not really a good guy but the whole point of that movie to me and the reason I love it so much is that all these characters are shades of gray no one is clean as a clear cut good guy bad guy like, that's, that's part of the beauty of it. Everyone has their flaws and their, their, you know, their highs and their lows, their flaws and their, their good characters and whatnot. Right. But there's one character I will fight you over. And that's what I was sitting there reading through the replies on the street. Um, and people were kind of discussing it. And then there's this one dude that popped up and he goes, adds a picture of Ed Rooney, the Dean of Students and says, well, even this guy's not a villain because he was just trying to figure out why Ferris Bueller was getting away with it. Uh-uh. No. So I replied, and I said, bold statement about a character who knocked out a student's dog, and I, originally I said bro- broke into their house, but technically it's a legal entry, but whatever. He was worried And the, and, and the guy And this guy, this guy replied, which I will say it was discussion this wasn't like a knockout twitter fight where you know he, right. we, we had a very we had a very civil debate even thank you i thanked him at the end we told each other have you know have a good one and, and we went our separate ways. but he was like well yeah i didn't say he was a good guy well everything what he did was illegal yeah and i was like but you said he's not a villain he was well no he's just doing his he's just doing his job hence why we added that that uh that, that poll to our our Twitter. Which he's just again, doing his job. I said, no. He's not just doing his job. Right. He called the Ferris's mother. Ferris's mother said, he's homesick. Rooney said, well, he has a lot of, of absences this year and it's worrisome. He may not graduate if he keeps this up. And the mom said, Well, that's news to me, but I'll talk to him, but I assure you he's sick today. Guess what? That's the end of Ed Rooney's job. Parent has confirmed child child is sick. Now we know Ferris isn't sick. We know he's faking. Doesn't matter. Once a parent has said they are sick, the school marks them as excused absence. End of story. You move on with your job. Instead, he spent his entire day left school grounds to basically stalk a student, harass them, again, knock out their dog, who is obviously a protect dog, you know, and illegally enter the house to try to catch him faking sick. Yeah. Now, that's not a principal's job, or dean of students, whatever. That's not an administrator's job. In fact, you could argue that he was derelict in his duties because you telling me he had nothing better to do at this school than hunt down a student that he didn't like? No. He was not just doing his job. Yeah. He was harassing, stalking a student. He also committed animal abuse and illegal entry. He belongs in jail. Don't tell me he was just doing his job. He is the one character in this entire movie that is not Shades of Grey. He's a villain. End of story.
0: And I just want to point out for our listeners that are sitting there going, well, what the hell does she know? She's not a parent. No, but she is an education major who would have to go through all of the training for policies and all that on how to handle situations. I, have, like, I
1: have a degree in education, which, I know I don't have my teacher's certificate. No, I'm not a teacher. But I... Did I do have the degree that would qualify me as a K through twelve teacher? Right. And as such, I have lots of friends who are currently teachers, so I'm very much aware of of what you know is going on in the education world these days. Yeah. And also, yes, I I may not be qualified in an admin, as an administrator, but I still know how a school is supposed to function.
0: Right. I can tell you as somebody. Again, I don't have kids, but I can tell you exactly how my parents would handle a principal breaking into my home, illegal entry whatever you want to call it. But I can tell you how they would react We'll, if we'll just call, call it breaking
1: in, in for for ease yeah. of conversation.
0: If if they if they knew I, you know, I had my mom call in sick for me and the principal at my high school had come in to my house to verify I was actually sick, mama would knock you the fuck out (laughs) and then call the cops and then you'd have a lawsuit on your hands as well yep like there's no there's no acceptable excuse for what ed rooney does in the film no it's
1: highly entertaining is what it is yeah and and i'm not arguing that the filmmakers shouldn't have done it i even said in that in that little twitter discussion i had like i get why the filmmakers did it they needed somewhat they needed a foil they couldn't just have this movie of him running around doing whatever they needed someone to be chasing him and you know some sort of threat of being caught yeah but in all reality he has no authority to make them go back to school yeah his mother called in sick
0: yeah you can even
1: try truancy his mother called him in sick
0: exactly so now if he'd been busted by a truant officer while they're in downtown chicago totally different story yeah but the principal's job ends at that phone call. I agree with you. And yes. some people might sit there and go, well, what about when Ferris hacks into to the computer and, and changes the number of absences he's had? Okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely certain, but I'm pretty sure that there's not that many internet connections around 1985 Chicago in the suburbs. So, yeah, we could probably trace it back to Ferris's house and go from there. Again, I don't know enough about technology from the 80s to determine that, but yeah. I feel like that's what we could do, you know?
1: But that also doesn't give him permission to no. go to the student's house. Right. Let alone break in. Yeah. Like, no.
0: Yeah. No, if anything that gives you, that gives you the only right that gives you is to go, okay, we have documentation that somebody from this location has tampered with Ferris's records. And if you put two and two together, granted, you have to actually prove it. Yeah. But it kind of looks that way. Does not give you the right to sit there and go bust into somebody's house and harass them trying to figure out if they're actually sick. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm with you 100%. I think Ed Rooney is a fucking dick. And if he was my principal, I would probably tell him as such, even if I wasn't cut in class. So, uh, you know, we can argue about Ferris Bueller being a villain all day. Yeah. I, I would never say he's a villain. Uh, is he an entitled little shit? Absolutely. Yes. But my argument to that, too, is without him, Cameron does not get the growth that he needs to I was going to say,
1: on. everyone that, that tries to say, oh, he's, he's a psychopath. No, no. No, actually- he expresses emotions. Yeah. Is he, like you said, kind of a selfish, entitled brat? Yes. But he shows genuine care for both Sloan and Cameron.
0: Right. So. Like,
1: he, I have no doubts that he truly loves Sloan. Yes, he flirts with other girls throughout the movie, you know, whatever.
0: He's a teenage boy. That's what we mean.
1: He's, he's a teenage boy. Yeah. But he genuinely, like, I, like go back to when, when Cameron falls in the pool
0: yeah
1: he jumps right in after him he's not yeah. just like oh well that's uh, yeah no hesitation he, he no hesitation jumps in and when yeah. when he finds out that cameron was messing with him he yeah. shows genuine upset
0: yeah
1: because he seriously thought that cameron was drowning
0: yeah
1: like he truly cares about the people in his life yeah doesn't always show it but it was the 80s yeah toxic toxic masculinity was
0: very high no when it when it comes to ferris bueller i've always viewed him as he's that the cool kid everybody wants to hang out with who has his own issues to deal with now whether or not we can acknowledge that because he doesn't seem like he has issues other than he's cut in school well because he doesn't want to be there like what kid wants to be in school yeah you come find me any kid that says you have the option of staying in class for a day or playing hooky and going yeah. to a Cubs game and hanging out in Chicago all day. Tell me what kid's not going to go, I'll take hooky. Now, you might have a yeah. few that go, no, I don't want to get in trouble all yeah. in school, but the majority's going to go, fuck yeah, hooky, let, Cubs game, let's go. Like,
1: but Yeah, I mean, we don't get a, a big glimpse into his life. It's really just that day, but yeah. you get the feeling that his parents baby him, let him do whatever he wants. Exactly. And so he's, it's, he's probably grown up with very little restrictions in his life. So he's pretty much grown up feeling like he can do whatever he wants because he gets away with it. Which it also explains why Cheney gets so mad because you can tell that she has had restrictions in her life and so she hates that Ferris gets away with this stuff. Well, but yeah. He's the type, type of kid that thinks he's, you know, the best. And then he's going to graduate and he's going to get the real world and realize that it sucks and he's going to get reality slapped. But you will not convince me he's a psychopath and he doesn't care about anything. Right. Is he a good person? Uh, debatable. Yeah. But yeah. he does genuinely care about Cameron and Sloan. And like you said, imagine what Cameron's life would be like without Ferris.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah. And I think we've all, we all have friends that kind of fit into the, the Ferris, Sloane, Cameron, you know, those umbrellas. Yeah, uh, I've always i've I have always like identified with Ferris to an extent. I want to go out and have fun and do whatever. Consequences be damned. <laughs> there are moments where I identify with Cameron, like the shit with his dad. Like, yeah. uh, you know, not to get into a, a as big, much as
1: I'd love to sit and be like, oh yeah, I'm Sloan. I'm I'm Cameron without the family issues. I yeah. fully acknowledge that. Right. As much as I don't want to.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's one of those that. Uh, yeah, I feel like. I feel like the characters are all archetypes we can all identify with, yeah. you know, in some way, shape, or form. Um, hell, there are times I identify with Ed Rooney. Do you know how many little assholes that we've worked with over the years that I've just wanted to fucking nail to the wall over the stupid shit they get away with? You know? But I'm not going to overreach my job to yeah. get it. No. you know, no. Like, And that's the thing. I'm not going like, to
1: risk not only getting fired, but going to jail.
0: Right. because i
1: broke several laws
0: yeah uh you know Plus I, losing his
1: car because he parked in front of a fire hydrant
0: yeah yeah so that's just no. car uh, huh? now i can't identify with anybody that's wrecked their dad's ferrari by any stretch of the imagination like that's just not happening but no like i said there's there's things that they that each of those characters embodies that that i think everybody can relate to and that's kind of the cool thing. Uh, this is one of the things I love about films is that you can identify with certain characters all mm-hmm. the way through or just parts of them. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the beauty of, of cinema, uh, of storytelling in general, is that I, you could still be able to identify. I say
1: people. I'm not Sloan, but also to some extent I am because I'm the one that just kind of ends up going along with all the crazy shit that my friends are doing. It's true. It's like, well, I don't really want to be doing this, but okay. <laughs> This, like, makes hey. me, this gives me anxiety, but it gives me more anxiety to fight with a group, so I guess I'm going along with it.
0: Right. Yeah. That yeah. is
1: me. So I guess I'm some sort of weird Cameron-Sloan blend.
0: Cameron-Sloan hybrid, which I'm still not convinced that after high school and after she got away from Ferris that maybe she didn't hook up with Cameron at some point and realized maybe <laughs> he's probably the better option for her. Uh, you know.
1: <laughs> but I think... I think being someone who does suffer from anxiety, there's always a part of anyone that suffers from, especially mine is so rooted in social anxiety, that there's always that part of you that wants to be Ferris. Yeah. You want to be this, this personality that everybody loves and everyone roots for, despite your shortcomings. Right. And being able to pretty much do whatever you want without the worry that comes along with it.
0: Yeah. So, hold on a sec. Sorry, trying to find up our last thing before we get out of here for the day. Um, so this was a, a campaign. Basically, it's a letter-writing campaign that, that was brought up. Here we go. Uh, basically,
1: to sum up our entire discussion of Ferris Bueller, if you voted in our poll that Ed Rooney was just doing his job, you were wrong.
0: Right. Period. You should definitely reevaluate what you want your, your principals to be <laughs> you, doing with your kids.
1: You should re-examine what administrators you had in school and what administrators are in the school you potentially spent sending your kids to.
0: Yeah, and I do have one other thing to add to this, and it's real quick. Yes, we know Jeffrey Jones is a pedophile in real life. Yes. That has no bearing on the character of Ed Rooney, except maybe in how he played him.
1: Uh been multiple times over the course of the various discussions yeah, online. People like, no well, well, well yeah, story. but do you know what the actor Yes, I know what the actor did. I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking about the character in, in the movie.
0: Right so
1: all right is it ironic and kind of funny yes yes but yeah has no bearing on the conversation we're having it doesn't
0: so So i just wanted to point that out let's not we're not bringing an actor's personal life into the argument because it has no bearing on especially a movie from 30 some odd years ago so uh and i know how exactly how old you are and i could have specified that too but i digress all right so We're closing out the show. This is actually something that's really important to us. And if you're listening to the show, it'll probably be really important to you guys too. Uh, We're going to be completely straight up honest with you. The movie theater industry right now is not doing great. Uh, We are dependent on new films. We have said that time and time again. That's why we get frustrated with Tenet. Keep continuing to push back. We understand. We don't want to be fully open without... You know, everybody being safe. Like, that's not fair to anybody. But the movie it theater does industry, affect our jobs. It does. The movie theater industry needs new content. It also needs funding. Right now, as it stands, the company that we worked for uh, during this last stimulus package that they passed, where we all got the, the $1,200 check, which was nice and yeah, whatever. I bought new furniture with mine our theater did our theater chain did not get any of that money from the loans there is
1: a gap in basically the programs that were offered to help businesses right there was one for bigger corporations and there's one for small businesses we fell into a crack in the middle where we did not we were too small for the big company loans but we were too big for the small business loans right and so we got nothing and that's good that's the case with with a lot of theaters that are not, you know, the, the ones that everyone across the country recognizes.
0: Right. Yeah. When Kanye West is able to get a small business loan, we have a fucking problem is what we're getting yes. at. So yes. what, we're, what we're asking you to do is go to saveyourcinema.com. You can find it on our Facebook page or Twitter page. We'll definitely be posting links for it everywhere. Um, if you go there, fill out the form. Uh, put in your zip code, it will find all of your national elected representatives. So for us here in our part neck of the woods of Missouri, we've got Emanuel Cleaver is our our representative in the House, and then we've got Josh Hawley and Roy Blunt in, in the Senate. two senators. So this this will automatically generate a, a letter to them. It stating will do all what, the work for you. Yes. You don't have to do, you don't have to come up with anything. You don't have to say anything. Unless you really want to. We're we're not going to say don't do that. Um, But basically what this will do is it'll generate a letter for you to email off to to your elected representatives saying, we need the theaters to get the money that they need to survive. We need the payroll uh, protections. We need loans to kind of keep us afloat until we can get new movies in. All that. As it stands, we don't have any of that.
1: And there, there is legislation in Congress right now that would help right. us. And that's what basically is encouraging them to support that piece of legislation, yeah. which you know, the name of, I can't remember off the top uh, of my head.
0: I think it's called Restart.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Um, and basically, which, yeah, it's...
1: Which surprisingly, we were rediscovered that one of our senators is a co-sponsor of well,
0: I'm going to give credit where it's due. It's Roy Blunt uh, yeah. is, a, is a co-sponsor. Sorry, Josh Holly and I aren't on speaking terms, but he still got my email. Like I said, you know, my, my, my political disdain for certain people aside, you, you guys should definitely do this. Let your elected officials know that medium-sized businesses like family-owned movie theater chains in the Midwest need funding. They need to be able yeah. to get these loans, you know, because it's, it's a six-month loan that they pay off over seven years the government's going to get that money back. It's, you know, it's just to keep them going until we can get some new content in and we're all safe to go back to the movies. We want to be able to go back to to work. Like we're, we're, I'm, I'm tired of being stuck at home, you know, and working my one or two shifts a week at the theater. I want to go back full time. You know, I can't do that until we have the funds to be able to pay us. And anyone,
1: and and anyone who's like, "What's this website?" and it's going to blah blah blah. It's it's put on. It's put together by, as my dad refers to it, the other NATO. Technically, the original NATO, but that's beside the point. Right. The National Association of Theater Owners. That is basically the the. I think they're technically a lobbying organization, but whatever. It's 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 the group. It's literally a, a group of theater owners that kind of make decisions for and lobby congress for you know things right. that are important to theater chains right and so this isn't some like rando out there putting this together this is this is the governing body for for theaters
0: right yeah this is this is all it is on the up and up and like i said they're not you know they i think there's even an opt-out option if you don't want to receive any email alerts so you can click off of that this just sends the emails off for, uh, for you to your elected representatives. Help us out. Help us get back to work. Help us get the movie theater industry back in the condition we need it to be in. So that way when movies like Tenet, uh, No Time to Die, Black Widow, all those, when those are ready to be released, we can get them out there. You guys can go to the movies and see them. You know, support your local movie theater and enjoy things on the big screen the way that the filmmakers intended and it's going to be still 10 times better than your home setup. Like, yeah. you know, I've said time and time again, you cannot replace the communal experience of watching something for the first time on a big ass screen with a bunch of strangers. I don't like people. I don't, you know, I don't like people, but nothing can replace I, I that hate experience. I being in groups of people. Like the anxiety,
1: but I love going to the movie. Theater.
0: Yeah. So. Stuff. Yep. So check it out, saveyourcinema.com, S-A-V-E-Y-O-U-R-C-I-N-E-M-A.com. That way you have no excuse for not being able to spell it right, too. Saveyourcinema.com.
1: And they, they have all of this info and more. They explain everything on that website. So exactly. Even if you don't want to use their form, if you want to contact on your own, it, it will give you all the info that you need Yes. to contact your, your representatives.
0: So... That's it. That's going to do it for us this week. Trisha, did you have anything you wanted to add before we got out of here? Nope. Cool. All right. So again, SaviorCinema.com. You can also follow us over on Facebook at my drunk movie theater. Follow us on Twitter. That's where we do the majority of our bullshit around at drunk underscore theater. Check us out. Anytime you want to tweet us, tweet us and add the hashtag PodNation. That way it goes out to all of our other podcast affiliates. Not that we're part of a network, but we're kind of part of a network. Uh, you know, let us know. Hit us up. Sit, leave us reviews on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening from. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We'll also take content suggestions. You can also email us at mydrunkmovietheater.com That's it for this week. For all of us here at My Drunk Movie Theater, I'm Kyle Sutton.
1: I'm Trisha Campbell.
0: And be nice to your damn movie the- staff.